Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to the, another episode of the TF1 show. Um, I'm sure that you've been wallowing in self-pity and counting down the days till the next episode. So fret no more. I'm back so you can dry your proverbial tears for non-proverbial, I won't judge. And you can listen to what I'm going to be discussing today. I'm your host, Tinas Ferreira, and on today's edition of the TF1 show, we'll be discussing who I think is currently the five best overtakers on the grid. Now, before we get into my list, I guess we need to think about what makes up a good overtaker, since there are a couple of ways to go about it. Now, I came up with, I think, let's say four criteria, or not maybe criteria, but four attributes that I, from my personal experience, I think a good overtaker should have and that I think all of the best overtakers do have. So um, firstly, I think the person needs to be a risk taker. So in other words, sometimes maybe not the opportunity isn't going to present itself fully, but being able to take those half opportunities and make the best of it and make it stick and somehow make it work. I think someone like Max Verstappen is definitely a good example of that. Um, maybe someone uh, like Valtteri Bottas or Kimi Raikkonen are two people that I can think of that maybe does not fall into this category where they are typically a bit more risk averse and therefore maybe not they don't overtake as many cars as the five people that I'm going to list um, on today's episode. All right. The second thing I think uh, a good overtaker needs to have is that they need to be able to spot the opportunities. So I think obviously all of these attributes will slightly tie into each other. But in terms of spotting the opportunities is when someone leaves the door slightly open. Uh, think about when obviously it didn't work out, but how um, Alex Albon in Brazil last year left the door open for Lewis Hamilton to overtake him on the second to last lap or the last lap. That's some that's a, a, an example of being able to spot the opportunity and then going for the overtake, even though it's maybe not a traditional place to overtake. Um, yeah, so that's that's a very important part and, and making the most of opportunities. I think another another example there is, is Albon on Vettel in that same race in Brazil, where all of a sudden after the safety car period, Albon saw the opportunity of diving down the inside of Sebastian Vettel in turn one. And that obviously then for a short period of time made his race a lot more exciting. The third thing I think a, a, an overtaker needs to have is to be able to choose their moment and to be decisive when they do choose this moment. So when I say choose their moment, um, and this is sort of, let's say, the offsetting attribute to being a risk taker, where obviously maybe you are half a second behind the car in front of you, 
but knowing when the exact right moment is to pull the trigger and to go for the overtake and maybe not to use the first opportunity that's presented, but maybe wait and ensure that the opportunity and the overall setup and scenario of where the cars are placed in relation to each other is ideal for a very good overtake. And then once deciding to use that opportunity to be completely decisive in making the overtaking move stick, being late on the brakes or you know whether you're going to position your car on the inside or on the outside of the corner all sorts of things like that is what i would say a good overtaker needs to have and be decisive about and then lastly i think and this is a bit of a more wishy-washy one but uh, i think lastly a good overtaker needs to have a bit of creativity because obviously you are racing against the 20 best drivers on the grid lance stroll we can have a discussion about later but the thing is these drivers will know probably all of the tricks in the book and it's up to you as the overtaker to ensure that you are so creative or creative enough in the way that you are approaching this overtaking maneuver that it still catches um, your opponent a bit off guard and that you um, sometimes find uh, an overtake opportunity in a very non-traditional place on the circuit. Think about you know how people tend to overtake around Monaco or around tracks typically that's a bit more difficult to overtake that doesn't necessarily have a long straight with which they can just open the drs and drag uh, over the start finish line all right so those are my uh, my four criteria that that i'm gonna or that i did use in coming up with my list and um, so you know keeping those four things in mind and then also considering some of the overtaking moves that these drivers have pulled over the last couple of years. Let's get into my top five and let's start immediately with the number five, which I gave to Alexander Albon. Now, this might be a slightly controversial choice, but I guess this is my list, so you'll have to make do. Um, I had a bit of a debate with myself around whether I would give this fifth spot to uh, Alex Albon or to Carlos Sainz, but I think on balance, Alex Albon has actually pulled off a few more impressive overtakes. Um, I guess ever since he's joined Red Bull, we we've, we have had the opportunity to see him pull off a bit more over you know more overtakes than maybe someone like science would have given that he did start from the back in a faster car a couple of times which then obviously gave him the opportunity to slice and dice through the field a bit but i think some of the overtakes that he has been able to pull off has been extremely impressive think about um, his overtakes on sergio perez and daniel ricardo in, in in spa um also the one on norris in japan even though that one was a bit contentious i still think the fact the fact that um, on the Norris one specifically that Alex Albon was so far behind, he was so late on the brakes, he saw his opportunity and he went for it and he made it stick. And that I think was a bit of a decisive overtake for him at the end. So um, I think the, that um, things like that is, is what I think makes him a very, very good overtaker. And in terms of the attributes overall, I think he's definitely a very big risk taker. Um, and he's very decisive uh, at the same time. If you look at his overtake on Perez in Spa, I mean, he was halfway on the grass, but he stuck to his guns. He was committed and he made it happen. And um, I, he also has, I think, definitely has some creativity. If you look at um, his overtake on Dan and Ricardo uh, at the same track. And then I think just all around, you know, spotting the opportunities, as I mentioned, 
uh, a bit earlier with Vettel in Brazil, I think is the perfect example of Alex Albon making the most out of the situation. So I think um, definitely a bit of a dark horse still, a bit of a wild card. I mean, we've only seen him for one season, but I do look forward to watching him grow in the Red Bull team. I think the Red Bull car has historically been very, very good on the brakes. I think uh, that car allows both the drivers to be quite late on the brakes. So I think uh, we're going to see some signature Alex Albon overtaking moves over the next couple of races. Alrighty, let's move on to our number four choice, which uh, on my list is a Charles Leclerc. Now, again, I'm scared that I might be thrown to the rampaging mob here uh, since I'm... Uh, I'm sure that many of you expected him to be higher up on the list, but unfortunately I feel that there are still three drivers on the grid that is objectively a better overtaker than Monsieur Leclerc. Now, I think if you think about some of his overtaking performances over the past year, I think the two races that stand out specifically um, are Silverstone and, and Monaco. Now, if you think about Silverstone specifically, where he was battling with Verstappen tooth and nail, it was a, an amazing showcase of both offensive and defensive driving for, from both drivers. Um, he pulled off some very, very impressive overtakes on Verstappen. He had a very good one on Pierre Gasly as well that I enjoyed. I think that was one of the overtakes of the year. And then also um, in Monaco, where he, and I alluded to, alluded to this a bit when I spoke about uh, an overtake, an overtaker needing creativity, I think um, some of the moves that Leclerc pulled off in Monaco was extremely creative, uh, very risky as well, as we then saw um, when he collided with Nico Hülkenberg. But the thing is, he was able to make up some solid ground after you know only a few laps with some very controlled and uh, decisive overtaking maneuvers um, on, I think, Norris and on a few, a couple of others as well. So uh, I think. Um, you know, Charles is definitely still a bit of a diamond in the rough. I'd like to think him being a bit like Hamilton, like Hamilton was, I think, in his first two seasons at McLaren in 2007 and 2008, where you could see with the naked eye that he was going to be a brilliant overtaker, but sometimes he pulls the trigger a bit too quickly. And I think, um, if you measure him in terms of the, the four criteria, I think, um, he is extremely aggressive and decisive, which is obviously a positive thing. And he also seems to be extremely good on the brakes, similar to, I, th I guess, his fellow top fivers or the fellow four drivers in the top five on this list. Um, he can typically brake a bit later than the rest, and that's going to really stand him in good stead when it comes to pulling off some impressive overtaking moves. But again, as with Alex Albon, I think it's going to be exciting to see him refine his craft and to become even more of a formidable force when it comes to attacking other drivers. Now let's move on to our podium positions and uh, in the bronze medal position we have Lewis Hamilton. So surprise surprise our resident six-time world champion is not according to me the most impressive overtaker on the grid at the moment and I think uh, 10 years ago he would have probably topped this list because especially at the beginning of, the of his career he was known as a bit of a terminator who can pick off anyone by breaking later than probably the entire grid. Now, in more recent years, he has had a faster car, which means he has had to overtake less. Obviously, he can overtake with a bit more margin for error, which then means that he can take, by default, a bit less of a risk. Um, I do think, though, we need to mention that he still has an incredible knack 
um, for pulling off key and decisive overtakes. And I think he's probably the cleanest overtaker on the grid still um, because he can just mercilessly stalk his prey. And he has, since he has such an incredible wide variety of skills in his toolbox and different ways of putting pressure on the drivers in front of him, I think um, it makes him a, an extremely formidable um, car to have in, in, in your rearview rear mirror if you're uh, one of his opponents, I guess. And um, if I want to think of an example of this, probably Monza 2018, when he started in third position on the grid, obviously he pulled off that incredibly risky and impressive, however still clean and decisive overtake on Sebastian Vettel on the outside of turn three. And then for the rest of the race, he was just relentless in his pressure and how he was applying pressure onto Kimi Raikkonen and then pulling off a very clean and again decisive overtake uh, over the other Ferrari driver later on in the race. Now, um, I think if you, I think, um, if you look at Lewis Hamilton's two most prolific victims when it comes to him overtaking people is probably going to be Sebastian Vettel and Nico Rosberg. And I think you can, look at various different incidents where he was able to pull off that decisive overtake over both of those and obviously um, against many others as well. Think about Bahrain in 2014 where, you know, Hamilton and Rosberg had that epic battle. Hamilton was the one that was able to pull off the decisive overtake and win the race. Um, Hamilton has overtaken Rosberg so many times during their championship fight in equal, in equal machinery over the three years that they fought and uh, obviously in two out of the three years again that that did prove to be decisive so um i do think we can in conclusion say that lewis hamilton is perhaps less aggressive now than what his younger counterparts are but i think in terms of decisiveness and cleanliness he's definitely um still the master and uh, as a second you know arrow in his quiver He's also a master at spotting opportunities and going for his chances when it does arise. Now, in the silver medal position, we have, surprise, surprise, Max Verstappen. Now, I don't know if you expected him to be number one, but to me, he isn't quite number one yet, although it is and it was pretty close. Now, I think Max Verstappen has, especially over the last two years, proven himself to be a formidable, formidable driver. Still a very, very aggressive driver as he was when he burst onto the scene in 2015. But he has been able to rein back his aggressiveness slightly and has been a, a lot less foolhardy in his approach to pulling off overtakes and is a bit more calculated in deciding when the most opportune moment is for him to go for the pass. He is still obviously very, very opportunistic. He's extremely aggressive. Um, and I think after Hamilton, probably the, the cleanest overtaker on the grid. I think for me, probably his most impressive move over the last season or two was the move he attempted to pull on Valtteri Bottas in Mexico. Now, obviously, it ended in tears because of uh, the puncture that, that Bottas then uh, gave Verstappen. But I think just the absolute cheek of Verstappen trying a move there in the stadium section and essentially pulling it off until Bottas, who got, got spooked, um, punctured his, his rear tire. I just think that was such a brilliant summary, I guess, of who Verstappen was as a driver. I think obviously the other example of his, of his cunning and his noose 
uh, would be Brazil in, in 2016, that wet race performance by Verstappen, which was obviously also a masterclass in finding creative overtaking spots, looking for new lines, uh, new racing lines through the corners, especially in the wet. So I think um, I can l- still lump him in with, with Leclerc and and Albon and saying that probably Verstappen isn't the finished product yet and that he can potentially still become an absolute behemoth of, of aggressive driving and of, of, of overtaking. So um, looking forward to see how Max develops as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I guess given that you've now heard my bottom four, if you can call it that, out of the top five, the number one choice should now become pretty obvious. And I'm happy to say that you're probably correct in your guesswork in that Daniel Ricciardo is my number one overtaker. Now, I guess you have to say that he is not in the prime time anymore since he, he moved from Red Bull to Renault. So he's a bit more in the midfield and battling with, with cars in, in, and drivers in equal machinery. And um, I guess we can also say, and we've seen it at the beginning of this year, especially that the Renault isn't as good on the brakes as the Red Bull, which was obviously a bit of an adjustment for, for Ricciardo to make since he is just, just has incredible feel on the brakes. And that can then mean that obviously his signature overtaking moves, which, which, which is, uh, which are the, the late lunges that he can pull on some of his opponents. Now, nobody can do a late lunge like Daniel Ricciardo, where he can come from way back and outbreak someone without them expecting it. We've seen it time after time in places like Monza, places like Hungary, basically any race track with a straight, you've seen Daniel Ricciardo pull off one of those late lunge moves. Probably the most famous being some of the ones he, he pulled off at Monza there into the, the turn one, turn two chicane section. Now, I think in terms of the criteria, Daniel Ricciardo is an absolute risk taker. He even coined a phrase for it, lick the stamp and send it. And he sends those stamps more often than not. I think he's also an incredibly decisive driver. He's maybe not the most creative, um, given that his main talent is though, is those late lunges on the brakes. Um, I might go out and say that Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen is a, they're, they're a bit more creative and adventurous in terms of the overtaking. I think, um, yeah, but for me, the most impressive thing about Daniel Ricciardo and I guess the most compelling evidence for his case as being the, the, the most impressive overtaker is the fact that almost all of his race victories have come from starting positions like fourth or fifth, where he has had to essentially fight his way through the grid. Obviously, sometimes strategy worked in his favor as well. But he has always had to scrap his way through and make the hard passes. Think about um, Hungary in 2014, where he pulled really amazing overtakes on both Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton, probably the two two of the most fearsome defenders on the grid. Daniel Ricciardo was able to make those stick and end up winning the race as well. So I think um, in terms of in terms of outright overtaking noose and just being incredibly decisive and adve- and uh, adventurous and being a risk taker i really don't think there's anyone better than daniel ricciardo at the moment feel free to disagree with me um but there you go ladies and gents Uh, those are my top five overtakers in f1 at the moment now if you don't agree with me please tell me on twitter or you can leave a comment 
Um, obviously, I did a couple of flash polls on Twitter and on Facebook over the previous few, few days, and I can reveal that Max Verstappen and Anna Ricciardo were also your top two choices when it came to overtaking. So I am hopeful that I will have a cord on most of my social media pages if uh, you do happen to leave a comment or if you do happen to listen to this episode. Now, I will also be sharing some of my favorite overtakes from these five drivers on my Twitter account over the next few days. So please have a look out for that. My Twitter handle is at TF1show and you can also, I guess, find me on Instagram where my handle is at the TF1show. Now, uh, folks, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a rating or a comment if you enjoyed the episode. And of course, hit that subscribe button to get instant access to all of the F- all of the TF1 show's future episodes. We'll chat again soon. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.